Okay, everybody, so tonight we're going to learn a Priyam Kippur Vad on the Lev Elio Shvive Lev. I gave a warning on the chat for those of you that saw it. I thought it would get an overflow crowd, and we did. Um, I said, warning, very harif. And what I mean when I say harif is that it's a very uh, powerful and very frightening Vad, because it's telling us exactly the truth. And sometimes the truth is very frightening. But it's important yet to know the truth, because that way we'll be able to have some good uh, direction going into these Yimei Hadin, and the Emakadish, which is coming up in just a few days. So let's see what he says. V'achatireinu b'sheshuva shlema lefanecha. We say in Shemayna Esrei, the bracha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu make us return with a tshuva before you. But it doesn't say a tshuva before you. It says a tshuva shlema, a complete tshuva, a, a perfect tshuva. And he asks, Mahu shlema. What does this mean exactly when we speak about a tshuva shlema? Tshuva, do tshuva. Why do I have to do a tshuva that's shlema, that's perfect? What does that mean? The end of Kehelas says, and it's an interesting thing because Kehelas, Chazal tell us that really the Chachamim wanted to bury Sefer Kehelas. When Shlema Melch wrote Kehelas, they felt that it was uh, something that should not really be read by the public because it's really very depressing. If you look through Kehelas, uh, it's just uh, like one pasig after another describing how the world is really nothing. Havel havalim hakel havel. Everything is garnished. Everything is nothing. And what's the point of it all? It's like after you finish kahelas, you're basically you just want to just throw in the towel. I've worked. You know, I I, I wrote three svarim on three of the megillas, Esther, Shershirim, and Rus, and the other two that I want to really write on to complete the set is Kehelas and Echa. And I, I've tried, many times I've tried to write on them, and I even you know, made some headway. But I always stopped because I just, I just began to be like really depressed. And it wasn't healthy. Because if you're Ma'ayin in, in Kehelas, Echa is its own issue. You know, about the Churban, it's also depressing, but in a different way. But Kehelas is something that... If you really like our ma'ayin in it, and you know that Shlaima Melch was the Chachami Kaladim, he was the smartest man, then you really, you're almost like paralyzed because it's like, okay, so what am I trying to do this for? Why am I trying to succeed? Why am I trying to, you know, make money and, and start a family and have children and, you know, and, and uh, try to do everything? It's just, it's all for nothing anyway. I'm just going to die and it's going to be, so it could get you very down. So I had to stop and then I started again. I stopped. But the Chacham were going to be going if, if not for the Pasuk all the way at the end. At the end it says, After all is said and done, the final analysis, after this whole world and all that it has in it, all the money, all the power, all of the taivas, and all of the accomplishments, and really all that's nothing, but at the end, everything is going to be known, 
and you have to fear God, as mitzvahs of Shemar, you have to keep the mitzvahs, kizah, kalal, and that's the entirety of the man. If man, if not for that pasuk, they would have buried, burned, you know, hidden kahelas from us because it's not a healthy thing. But at least in the end, it was salvaged by the fact that it tells us at least that we're supposed to be doing mitzvahs. What does the targum on that pasuk say? Saif piskam dis avid bitsina. Kula asedlis parsama, that at the end of the day, everything that you do privately, hiddenly, is going to be revealed. And it's going to be known to everybody. That is the most scariest thing in the world, right? If you stop and think about what's really scary about, about dying, it's not so much, you know, schar and einish, it's the fact that. Whatever we did in this life, and however many people we thought we were fooling in this life, is going to be known. Every single person that we met is going to know every little thing that we do. It's all going to be on a huge movie screen. Every, all your rabbeim, all of our parents, all of our friends, all of our family, all of our cousins, all our nephews, nieces, uh, anyone that we ever met and beyond, they're going to be sitting in this huge auditorium and every little thing that we thought that we were getting away with, what we were watching when we thought nobody was looking, what we were listening to, what we were thinking about, what we were, where we went and what we, uh, and what we tried to do and what we did do, all of that is going to be revealed someday. That's the ultimate busyness, because everybody in this world, this world is very easy to fool people. Anyone could fool anybody. You just, you wear the right shirt and the right tie and the right hat and the right suit and, you know, and you shuckle a little bit by davening and everybody thinks you're one way and really whatever you're doing in private, whatever we do in private is really, uh, we think it's between us and ourselves or maybe between us and Hashem, but what we don't realize is that it's really going to be revealed to everybody. That's what the Targum on this Pasuk says at the end of Kaelas. You can look it up on your own. The Bizayin that people that you will have is going to be absolutely horrifying, the Bizayin. Every Avera that we did in our lifetime will be publicized to everybody. Pliny, ben Pliny, avar aver behind Pliny. This and this person violated this and this avera on this and this day. Imagine if in this world, just to take as an example, sometimes you see um, scandals in this world. Or what's a shot of scandal? Somebody was caught. Uh, you know, there was a certain, uh, I don't know, a certain person that uh, was busted doing drugs you know, selling drugs, or somebody was busted, I don't know, a big uh, nursing home uh, scandal, some they're freezing dead bodies or something, uh, you know, or somebody was found to be Mizana with a certain thing, and it, he thought he was getting away with it, and all of a sudden, it's, it's out on the internet, everybody knows about it. This is a Maisa B'chayim, I think probably we all maybe know of people that, you know, they were caught in something, and everybody knows about it. In this world, it's tremendous busyness for such a person that people should know what I actually did, what I thought was bitsin, and the whole world knows about it. There's, you can imagine the 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 busha, 
How do you go home and face your wife and your children and, uh, and your family, your mother, your father? It's bizayinus. I mean, it's not shayach. So imagine the bizayin of having that in Elam Haba, not just for one thing that we were caught with, but every little thing that we did every single day, day after day, night after night. And everybody's going to know about it and you're not going to be able to hide. So the busha is terrible. So that's the graphic part. That's why I said it's, you know, there's a warning on this share. It's charif. I don't like talking about this stuff because it makes me scared to death. And, but it's good to be scared because there is a silver, silver lining to this cloud. And that's why we're saying it. We never want to scare anyone that's not our way, but the Levelio or Belialapian is going to give us now the takeaway, which is very positive. So what happens then if you do tshuva? Okay, remember, everything that we ever did in our life will be shown on a giant movie projector and everybody will be able to know and see. People will know what we did. However, what happens if we do tshuva? The Targum on this Pasuk again, all the way at the end of Kayala says, begin but you should fear Hashem. And because of that, how do you fear Hashem? And what are you going to do with the fact that everything is going to be known to everybody that you ever met and beyond? What are you going to do? Havizar lamesav. What does lamesav mean? Mesav is Aramaic for what? To return. In other words, you have to be careful, says the Targum, in this life to do tshuva. Ukfar kosav, however, benu yaina zal tshuva. The beginning of shari tshuva, benu yaina writes, ve'amnam v'chol tshuva timatzei slicha. Every tshuva, says benu yaina, has forgiveness. Meaning, no matter what type of tshuva you do, it's always good. Don't say, well, I don't really, I can't do a full tshuva, so I won't do any tshuva. Baloney. Any tshuva, even the slightest hearer tshuva, even if you're coming a little bit, and you're saying to Hashem, please, I really want to want to do tshuva. The smallest degree of tshuva, that too will erase a lot of the avera that we did. Just the slightest effort of doing tshuva. Ach, says Rabbi but the nefesh will not be totally cleaned, cleansed, so that the averis are non-existent, what he says as follows. He says that there is... Tshuva always helps. Tshuva is an amazing thing. Tshuva is, a, is something that helps every time it's tried, it works. But he says, don't be fooled into thinking that all tshuva is the same, that all sizes fit all, that one size fits all. It's not true. He says a mushal, and you have to see it inside, but he says a mushal, and I'll, I'll sort of modernize his mushal, if a person gets a stain on his tie... Let's say I'm wearing a white tie. Okay, nothing really shows I'm blue or black, right? But let's say I was wearing a white tie, and all of a sudden I'm eating chont during the week, not on Shabbos, for the purpose of this mushal, 
and I uh, and and all of a sudden there is a, a drop of cholent that falls on my tie. Okay, so now what do you do? So yeshivish guys would take a little spit from their mouth and try to wipe it off. That always makes it worse, right? If you're a little bit less yeshivish, you'll take some water, go to the sink, and, and try to get it off. Now, that might do a little bit of a better job, but you're still going to be able to see it'll turn, go from brown to yellow. Now, you might want to try club soda, salsa, right? That, they say, is better, but it doesn't really work either. It just you know, it makes your tie a little bit more wrinkled, maybe, but it's not, it's not going to do the trick, but it'll do better. It'll go down to like a slighter beige. What do you have to do to really get the chillin' stain out of the tie? You got to send it to the dry cleaner. Let the professionals do it. They'll always get that stain out. If they're, they always say in the dry cleaner, staining professionals, you know. But there's different madrigas, meaning everything is cleaning. You could clean it and then you could clean it. There's a cleaning of a, of a very superficial type of cleaning that'll get a little bit of that. Water will get a, a lot more of it out. Sorrow, a lot. But professionally, really having it cleaned, kehaygen, lemahadrin, that's the way to do it. So Ben says, that's the way it is with tshuva. You have a stain on you. The stain is called averis. Let's take one aver in particular. Whatever the aver might be, you pick your own poison. Okay, so I have that stain. I want to do tshuva. So there's different ways of doing tshuva. I could do a, a half-hearted tshuva, and that'll work. It'll get it. At, but you'll go up to Shamayim, and the stain will still be evident. They're not, it's not going to be blatant. It's not going to be, oh my gosh, that's a very big cholin stain. They're going to be like, there's something on your tie. You know, for the next trillion years, they're going to say there's something on your tie. If you do a little bit more scrubbing of the heart, you do a little more chuva with more astringent, it'll go down to a yellow. It'll be like club soda. But if you really, really do a chuva with all of the requisite ingredients, which Rabbi Yaina speaks about. He speaks about 20 different ingredients, including charata and vidui and yagain and anacha and bechia. He goes through a whole list of 20 different things. And you do all of those things and then some. Your mom is like scraping your heart and crying and, and going crazy. What was I thinking? How did I do this? And you really show Hashem that it, it means something to you, that the Avera is a bizayan for you and you want to totally rid it of your record. You have to scrape it out of your, you have to expunge it from the, from the record for all time. Rabbi Yenis says there you need to do a tshuva that's the most professionally clean tshuva. It's not a shvacha tshuva, not a half-baked tshuva, but a full tshuva. The other tshuvas will work. It's much better than nothing. Any tshuva is good. But if you want to really make sure to delete everything fully, you have to do a tshuva that's really a full, full tshuva. So Rebellion Lapian says, we learn from this. Shem Adam Asa Tshuva Begidre Tshuva. If you do Tshuva properly, with a Gidre Tshuva, Avel Hisave Lachet Adayin, Leakar Milibavlanitar. Vizenikar Tshuva Shainishlem. I'll give you an example of what Tshuva Shainishlem is. He says, let's say I do Tshuva, I did an Avera. Let's say, um, I, I like using Lashnar because it's less, uh, you know, it's something that everyone, I think, could agree with. It's not something, we're not getting too too personal. Um, I speak Lashnara, and I want to do tshuva on Lashnara. 
Now, I'm saying that I want to do tshuva, but in my heart of hearts, am I really going to completely stop doing tshuva after Yom Kippur? Hopefully, yes, but probably not, because it's very, I'm very attached to it, I'm, I'm addicted to it, and I'm probably going to continue. So if I'm going to repeat the offense, so then it's considered to be like, I did the right tshuva, I did, I did vidui on it, I said, and I had charata, technically, and I do have charata. My kabbalah is a little shvach, because I think in my, you know, subconsciously I will return to it. So that's not a tshuva shlema. That is, it's better than nothing. But you weren't Iker from your heart. You still didn't really cleanse your heart of it because you're still attached to it. You're still addicted to it. It's like going to a rehab center for drugs and like, but you know, you know you're going to leave and you're going to go as soon as you're, you're out of there that you're going to go right back on. So, you know, it looks like you went through the motions, but it's not really a full fledged rehab because you didn't get rid of the addiction. So yes, you got But the objective has not been met because what's the objective? The objective is that when I go up to Shamayim I want that no one should see anything of what I did. No one should know what I thought, no one should know what I did, no one should know what I what I tried to do. I want it to be completely, I want everyone just to see a white screen up there. I don't want any visuals. I don't want any graphics. How do I delete that? In order to delete it, it has to be a tshuva shlema. It has to be a complete tshuva. It has to be to the core. A tshuva that I'm mamish like scraping and scrubbing and, and getting rid of every trace of grime that I have in my neshama. So it's mamish I want to be completely pure and clean in front of you. Because otherwise, if I walk out of Yom Kippur and it's all half-baked and I'm just going like this the whole day and I'm waiting for, to eat my kakish cake after, after, after Abdullah, so it's chaval. We went through Yom Kippur, but we didn't get rid of all of the grease. It's still on our tie. A little, it's, we, we did something to it, but it's still going to be on our record. no. Everybody's going to know about our sins, though. But if we do a tshuva shlema, not a half-baked tshuva, but a full, professional, dry, clean tshuva, and we cleanse our heart, we scrub our heart clean, I don't want the radim, I'm sick of it, I'm zemagil. I'm, I have to be able to scrub out my heart to the degree that it's gone. If you check in my heart, I don't have a taiva for that anymore. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm fed up with it. Yes, have I slipped up with it in the past? Yes. Have I looked at things that I should never have looked? Yes. Have I thought? Have I listened? Have I spoken? Yes. But I don't want it anymore. And as I clap my alchets, as I clap Hashamnu Bagamnu doing the Mayaslichas, and on Yom Kippur we have ten viduyim, ten times to say vidu from Erev Yom Kippur by Mincha, till Ne'il, there's ten viduyim. 
and each time we're scrubbing and we're scrubbing, we're not spacing out, we're paying attention, we're all in on what we're saying, and we're macabre ourselves, I need this Avera to be Eiskemekt, which means to be completely erased. I can't have this on my record. I don't want to go up and, and everybody knows what I did. I can't. If we're able to get through Yom Kippur like that, like one alchet after another, one vidoy after another, and focus and cry and regret and have remorse and say, I'm, I'm done with this. I don't want to. This is what it means when we said, and that's how we started tonight, when it says, what's shlema? Shlema means, now we understand what shlema is. It's not just tshuva. Tshuva is okay, but it's got to be a tshuva shlema. The job has to get done in its totality. You don't, it's, it's one, you know, when you're, when you're taking a test, if you, you know, it depends on how yakish you are, but if, you, if you're just looking to pay, you're not looking to get into any graduate school, just want to get your diploma. So then if you, get a, if you eke out a, a passing grade, get a 65, 70, make a kiddush, it's fine. That's not the way it goes with tshuva. Tshuva, passing tshuva is not enough. Passing tshuva is better than not, no tshuva at all. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. But if the point is, like the targum at the end of Kayalas, that we want to make sure, because of saif, davar, kalnishma, everyone's going to know everything, I can't have that. That's, that's not an option for me. I can't. I can't think if somebody in this world would know something about me that... That's unflattering. But to have everybody in the next world know every rabbi, every, every friend, every doctor, every lawyer, every, everybody knows, every aunt, every uncle, every grandparent, great-great-great-grandparents. No, that's not acceptable. Okay, so what do I do? Well, as long as you're alive, there's good news because you have a chance to literally delete it from the right. That's the, that's the beauty of tshuva. The greatest gift that man could ever have gotten is the gift of tshuva. This is what Rabbi Yenis starts out of Sefer, Shari Tshuva, he says, that the greatest of gifts, the greatest favor that Hashem bestowed on His creatures, on us, is the fact that He gives us the ability to get out, to climb out of the hole that we're in, which is called Chet. So we have to really ace this test. If it's a test, then Yom Kippur is a day we have to leave Yom Kippur acing it. Every single video, it's not just to check the box, but it's to scrub the box and to, and to work on the box and to work on our heart and to, and, and to completely wipe out every trace and every vestige of chet that we have inside of us, one after another. From Zilzal Hayrim to, uh, to, to skira senayim, to things that we're looking at, to things that we're reading, to things that we're thinking about, to chil Shabbos, to chil yantiv, to, to being, uh, brabim, to being, brabim, to, you know, to bitol tire, everything. We have so much on our plate. We might think that we're okay because, you know, the way our minds work, I'll speak for myself, is that if I have one good day, I think I'm a tzaddik. I don't remember what happened two weeks ago, I don't want to know what happened three months ago. You know, so I forget about it. So I think I'm a tzaddi because, look, I'm good. But there's no such thing as forgetting upstairs. That's what the whole Zechreinus was about in Rosh Hashanah. Hashem remembers everything. And Hashem writes down, everything is written down. And maybe back in the old days, they couldn't have a concept of this. We have a concept of this. Computers do this very well. Computers 
you know, you think like you, you know, you, you send a million texts a year and like, okay, out of sight, there's a trace somewhere in, in Verizon, AT&T, the FBI, they, there's access to every, every single text you ever send, every email you ever send, every transcript of everything, that you, everything is there. So it's, it could be very embarrassing. It could be very embarrassing. So we have to get rid of that. We have to scrub that out. But it's not, okay, tshuva, done. No, 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 it's not tshuva, done. Tshuva is a process that is very serious. If you want to really do yourself a favor, you look in the beginning chapter of of Rabbeinu Yaina, and those 20 steps to tshuva, those 20 seides at tshuva, he goes through everything, and he says, like, frightening things, like he says, like, harata, like, like, mea sisi. He says, how could I, what was I thinking? You ever have that like thought, like, what was I thinking? Like, how did I do that? Whatever it might have been, like if you're caught doing something, you're caught cheating on a test, and they, you know, and they, they, you know, send the letter to your parents or whatever, and, you know, something like that. Like, what was I thinking? It's embarrassing. Like, how did I do that? How did I do an Avera? How did I speak Lashnara? How did I look at all the things I looked at? How did I go to those places that I went to? And it's a whole year and it's a whole life. So Baruch Hashem, we have Yom Kippur to work on this. It's all we have. It's no, there's no Seder in Yom Kippur. There's no learning. There's no, there's, no, there's no eating. There's no drinking. There's no, it's only just focusing on you and Hashem and coming clean, being misvada, and working, like just really working. By the way, this doesn't mean that we have to walk out of Yom Kippur and never do an Avera again in our life. And if we do, then Lamafreya, the whole thing is, is overturned. It's like, ah, you know, you're a faker. If Bishas Yom Kippur, you're standing before Hashem and you have genuine charata, genuine Kabbalah, I really don't want to do it. I, I really intend that I will never, ever look at such things again in my life. They're disgusting. I don't want to look at that again. I don't want to listen to Lashon. I don't want to speak Lashon. I don't want to speak Nivalpeh. I don't want to listen to Gaishim. I want to, all these things. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done. Chalas. Now, in a week's time after Yom Kippur, I'm just telling you, not, not as a wink-wink, but the reality is sometimes we think, okay, but I'm going to do it, and then if I'm going to do it anyway, so it's just a fake out, so God knows. It. No. If Bishas Maisa, Basher Husham, you're legitimately saying, I have terrible charata, I did it. I'm being misvada with my mouth right here and right now. I did do it. I admit it. I confess and Mikano Lahaba, I have zero intention. I hate myself for doing it. I will not do this again. And I mean in Hashem, in the Lashon of the Ramamak, right? If Hashem is able to attest that you are pure in your heart, that you genuinely mean what you said, and you say what you mean about this, if that's true, then you're, you, you are Zaycha to a, a fantastic future. Because it will be deleted in Shemaim, because that's a pure, that's a true Shlema. Again, it doesn't mean the rest of my life I will never do an Aver, and if I do, then retroactively it was all baloney. If Basher Husham, I'm sincere and I really am scrubbing my heart with Charata, with Vida, with Kabbalah Lassan, and I mean it, and Hashem says, I see, He means it. He really feels this way, then that is a professionally dry killing Shuvah. That's, that's Shuvah Shlema. What it says in the tefillah, it doesn't just say, it's before you, Hashem. 
Kleimer, Kishatar Lagamri Bitshuva Shlema Kanal, when I will cleanse myself with a full tshuva, as we just discussed, and there will be no grime, no trace of my chet whatsoever. How could I stand before you, Hashem? I can stand before you in this world and, of course, in the next world if I'm able to accomplish a tshuva shlema. If I don't accomplish, if, I'm, if, I, if I do a half-baked tshuva, or I do no tshuva at all, chas v'shalom, so then I can't stand before you because like, it's embarrassing. I have like, all these you know, mumim all over my body. I'm, like, I'm like, completely covered in averas. I have stains on every, uh, uh, you know, the cholon stain is all over me. I don't know what to do. How do I stand before Hashem with such sins all over me? But if it's tshuva shlema, if I'm able to scrub and cleanse and really work hard on, on really focusing on what I've done wrong and coming clean, admitting it, and really making Kabbalah Lassad a concerted effort that I don't want to do this anymore. I want to really be a tzaddik. I want to be a good person. Please, Hashem. And you feel that, and you cry, and you daven, and you just spend time with Hashem. There's no rush to finish Shemana Esrei. Just, just daven. Get a good machzer. Some of the, you can get like extra, in the back of the arts girl, they have like um you know, all the alchets with all of the kavanas and like Rav Dessler's extra tight, and it goes into very graphic detail, beautifully done. In the back of, I don't know if everyone knows that, but in the back of every Artsar Maxa, there's Avim Kippur, there's the Viduyim. And it goes through, really, it speaks, you could read it. And every time you should read it, if you have time. And maybe read it even now, even tonight, even in advance. But like, it goes through every little thing that, you know, that we've done, that we've done and how every Viduy really covers so much of the potential Averis that we may have committed throughout the year. And imagine if we're able to go one after another and really just like cry and scrub and clean and, and shine, polish, until our neshama is so clean that we're going to be able to emit Hashem B'Zeicha to a, a wonderful Gemara Chasimataiva, not only in this world, but the Yema Din we go up to, imagine going up to Shemaim and you look like, you look like, uh, like the stipler. You look like a Chaim Kanievsky. Like your mom is like clean of any Averis. And you say, wow, you, didn't you do that? Yeah, but I did tshuva. Hashem gave me the opportunity to do tshuva. I went to that vad from, from Relia Lapian that, that Tuesday night. I ignored the warning that it was very harif and I came and I implemented it. And now, Baruch Hashem, I'm standing with I'm standing before the Rebbein like the tzaddikim. Because I opened the gift of tshuva. We have a gift in front of us. These days, are, it's a beautiful gift. Sometimes, you know, you take a gift, you throw it in the garbage. Sometimes you actually open up the gift and you use it. And this is a gift that we don't have a choice. We have to use it. Because if we don't use it, the, the, the consequences are very, very dire beyond the scope of our imagination. The bizyainis, the busha. But Hashem is so merciful. The Yud Gimel Midas that we're saying every day. He's so full of Chan and Vracham that He gives us tshuva to enable us to go and, and rid ourselves of all the shackles of the Averis and all the, the million miles of, of sin that's piled upon ourselves, on, on our backs, that we're schlepping around with us, and unload them during these days and Yom Kippur and Ne'ilah and Amitz Hashem then will be zeichet to a, a wonderful year. B'zeu b'ba.